This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Ten Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio, I'm Bo. And I'm John Davis. JD! Hey, Bo, good evening, man. Very good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? You know, I'm good. I'm good. This, uh, this is a very English episode, you know? Yeah, it it's going to be. good, just the whole pre-show with you and your <laughs> your, 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 uh, your your British shtick, you know? It's great. I'm smoking my uh, my Sheraton that was actually a wedding gift from all our yeah. pipe-smoking friends in, in Texas and uh, beautiful, beautiful Lane era Sheraton, smoking an English blend, and of course, we're going to talk about English blends later tonight, and uh, yeah, you know, it's a, it's, a, it, it, it's a good time to be... Uh, <laughs> You know, good, good time to talk about the motherland. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Oh, that's great, man. That's yeah. great. No, it's going to be a fun show tonight. Uh, man, how, how are you doing? You doing okay? <laughs> I'm great. You know, I'm, I'm really great. This is such a fun season. Uh, um, gosh, if you know, if you are a regular listener, follower of Country Squire Radio, you'll know uh, the shop is in transition. John David Cole is in transition. We're just... <laughs> Uh, man, so, so so much going on. Just got back from Chicago not too long ago, yeah, and man. Uh, of course, uh, just a lot a lot of exciting things happening in the pipe industry. So, uh, man, things are things are good. We're just rocking and rolling, baby. So, lots of um, lots of new pipes here around the shop. If you're local, you'll uh, have noticed that, and and those are slowly going up on our website. Although they haven't, uh, the bulk of them have not made it yet. But um, you know, we we always every weekend week out we always talk about our uh, Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club and. Uh, just as a reminder, kind of uh, first housekeeping note uh, for Pipe Club members, if you are a uh, Country Squire Radio Pipe Club member on Patreon, uh, we have a sale going on right now Yeah, uh, for all the pipes that we purchased at Chicago. So we're slowly kind of uh, updating that as people purchase pipes. Uh, several of the uh, higher-end pipes have moved. We've got folks looking at stuff like uh, Briarworks and you know some American carvers and things of that nature. So uh, really, really excited about that. Glad we could offer that. But anyway, um, check that out. We'll mention that again uh, when we talk about the pipe club. Yeah, man, you hit them with this out of the gate. Like it was uh, all of a sudden. Like what? I what, know, right? What's this? It's almost as if being a, a pipe club member has kind of all these benefits that kind of sprinkle in well, from time you know, to time. We just want to, we just want to, you know, share our share love a little bit <laughs> and, and, and tell all the folks how much we appreciate them. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So uh, check that out. And that that how long is that going on till? Uh, through the end of this month. Yeah, through, right. through the end of uh, end of May. So never yeah. been a better time to become a club member. And hey, we've actually got a new club There's member. That. Oh, do we? Yeah, man. That's great. Joining us at the Squire level, we've got Carter M. Sland. And I, I may have actually pronounced that correctly. But I think you I think you actually nailed it. Imsland? Yeah. Imsland. I, at first Carter, it's, Carter, it's probably Carter Imsland. Yeah. Imsland. But, but, you know. Uh, I'm S. But we're in the South, so we kind of have license to butcher everything and get away with it because people feel bad for it. It's us, one of know? those perks of being a club member. No, that's right. That's <laughs> it. We butcher your name. We need right. to make T-shirts. I had my name butchered on Country Squire Radio, and oh, all yeah, I got was should. a T-shirt. We yeah, should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that needs to be a thing. <laughs> so, man, Carter, thanks for thanks for hopping on. We got a patron tonight too, right? That's right, man. We got Mike Di- uh, Dayton, who's also supporting us through Patreon. So thank y'all so much for uh, for supporting the show. And hey, if you want to as well, uh, patreoncom slash Radio is a place to do it, or countrysquireradio.com, which is no longer virally infected. Uh, and so, fun. <laughs> I'm telling you, boy, look, you can take that in a, a multitude of ways. Can, wow. Can I just can I just share something with you? No, that's we're been, amongst like, we're amongst friends. Okay. you, me, and about five thousand other people. Man, yeah, go ahead. 
look, viruses are, are like the computer viral stuff is is bad. Yeah, I know that's a very you know broad, very specific statement. But like you, you need know, to use protection. You know, oh, you really do. That's important. No, it really is because like all right. So a couple, you know, a couple at this point, a couple of months ago, we you know my my company Potisteri got like attacked by all of these viruses and yeah. malware and everything else to the yeah. point where our our hosting client actually like suspended us like for being in violation because of all of the viruses, not from anything we did, but just from the fact that we got attacked. You were so, it was almost like they put you in quarantine. Or Man, something. they really yeah. did. And yeah. so we've been going through the extremely t- uh, tedious process of trying to get our content off of the old hosting clients, put it onto this new one. And it has just been like the worst. We are we, Every single time I think we're done, we just got a little bit more left. So shout out, by the way, to uh, to very, you know very good friend of the show, Briar Bowser, yeah, who uh, yeah. has, has been hooking me up and uh, helping me uh, on on a weekly and sometimes daily basis through this process. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's been it's been rough, but fortunately, uh, it has been a minimal impact to Country Squire Radio listeners. Uh, those of you who are listening to the show, uh, you've been getting all the great stuff. But for patrons specifically, uh, th- those of you who are looking for our archived feed, that is temporarily unavailable until I can find a new hosting client to put it on. <laughs> Yeah, so it's coming back. Don't think you've lost that feature or that's something that you um, you know won't have access to again. That's yeah. on its way back. We're just kind of working through the logistics of that. that is and all- when I say we, I mean Bo, I mean completely <laughs> Bo. And I just sit here and on Monday nights and smoke my pipe. No, no, it's, yeah. it's all good. <laughs> yeah, but but that is, I mean, that is almost a hundred hours worth of embarrassment of, of me and John David that, that we really want to gift to you. So uh, to those of you who are supporting us, so anyway, if you're going to support us. We we deserve we deserve that. Well, like we, we you you deserve the right to to hold that over our heads for uh, for all time. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, all right. So so I do want to ask you about this, and it's kind of a weird uh, given the the nature of the topic of the episode. Yeah, it, sure. it seems like a weird thing to ask you. But so you know, I've been I've been dealing with this this stuff at work and everything, and you know it's. It's almost done, and man, it couldn't come at a better time to be done, because next week, uh, we won't have a live show, uh, because I will actually be on vacation. Now, of course, we will have a podcast, so those of you who are thinking, wait, what about the podcast? Don't We, we got a podcast coming your way, hopefully a very special interview, uh, which you'll find out about next week. That's right. But uh, but no, I'll, I'll be I'll be out at the beach. Uh, we started oh, that's this- great, man. Yeah, we started this tradition last year with the fam, and, uh, and it, it's, it's a blast, but man, I'm like in beach mode and have been kind of slowly progressing to it, to the point now where I'm like- I got to get my Panama Jack. Like I got to yeah, get, you know that. No, we we've talked about that and just the appropriateness of certain tobaccos for the beach. And of course, I think uh, I think Panama Jack might be might be right up your alley. Okay, so yeah. so it's very aromatic, which again, well, ironic. The, and there's several, right? So they've got the pina colada, the mango, the uh, key lime pie, and all, or you know all these uh, various ones. I you know I think you just kind of have to pick. Uh, pick you which pick one you fit. Yeah, I mean, what you know, what are you a? Uh, are you feeling like a pina colada? Are you feeling like a oh, more of a, a, a more fruity fruit forward drink? I mean, what you know, kind of where are you where are you lying on that spectrum? All right, so this is this is Do you the, just want to get you know completely completely toasted? Is that is that where you're at? Well, you know, the kids will be there, but like like that's the thing. So in my head, for a full week while the kids are playing in the sand and and you know my wife is 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 watching the kids and I'll be helping of course as well, but. I just I just envision me under the canopy right in a in a in a in a laid back chair with with my cooler next to me filled with various beverages uh the pina colada will definitely be there. Rum and, and various mixtures. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend the uh, the Panama Jack pina colada. You, you would recommend that? Yeah, I, I, I would. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's it's not as fruit forward as some of those other ones, and it's one of those things that you'll 
be able to match, I think, with a bunch of your different beverage preferences. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's probably a good like early summertime tobacco, I, I would say. Because yeah. it's something is, you're not going to get sick of all the time. You know, if you're just sitting there puffing mango tobacco constantly, oh, you know, well, I mean, you know, it's good for a couple a couple of smokes, but then you're like, well, I don't know, I kind of you know, feel like I need to go uh, eat a steak or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. All of those kind of flavors on the on the profile, like, like, you know, mango, I like like mango, literally the fruit mango, but I almost hate everything else that is, quote, mango flavored. And pina colada, the only reason I like pina colada is because it's coconut juice and not like coconut as in like... It was like, so delicious. You know, like coconut shavings and coconut cake and yeah. carrot cake. That's, I don't like that kind of like flavor texture really yeah but i like the coconut like you like juice. the milk or whatever but yeah. not the yeah not the actual coconut yeah. itself yeah 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 but i i'd like pina colada pina colada i think so all right yeah I, I, if i were going to recommend you get one of those tobaccos i would i would point you to that one that's what i'm picking up of course then. if you're a longtime listener of country square radio we have a whole episode on smoking your pipe at the beach uh and so maybe check that out i know unfortunately because i wanted to suggest that for this this week but then i was like wow we did this a year ago right before i went to the beach last time right. <laughs> exactly and at the end of the day doesn't this show just exist so that you can educate me personally uh four, <laughs> four to five years in on how to smoke my pipe no, that's right that's, that's right i mean you know everyone's uh, you're the you're the useful guy yeah exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. well man we do have a great episode and something that is uh you know a, a fun topic and one that is oft asked uh you could almost really kind of consider this to some extent a, a pipe smoking 101 except this is kind of a deep dive into the into the subject we're talking about english blends and specifically answering the question of at the end of the day what makes an english blend an English blend. Yeah, sure. Man, what a great question. It's one of those that comes up very often, and uh, some confusion exists around it. You know, it's uh, where seasoned pipe smokers, new pipe smokers, it's like they uh, get all these terms and categories muddled, which is certainly understandable, because even the pipe experts get it muddled. You know, <laughs> the, the people that, uh, that uh, wear the where the crowns and the and the big uh, you know most important hats and everything at the Nerds. conventions they're they're the ones that get it muddled too and so uh, yeah it's 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 funny and it's definitely a topic worth visiting and uh, and it, I, I believe recently this was actually recommended by a few folks but I know our uh, longtime listener really good friend uh, Pappy Joe. Uh, has been, uh, you know, kind of asking us recently, like, man, this would be a good topic to cover because it's something that uh, there is some confusion about. And how does how do English blends, you know, vary from other types of blends? Where does that come from? And so, uh, anyway, we have visited it briefly before, but we thought we'd talk about it again tonight. So, um, English blend, let's talk about the, the origin of the term, right? So, uh, you know, Eng why, why is it an English blend? Why is it in a French blend or a German blend or a Scottish blend or a, a Mexican blend or, or whatever? You know, is there a um, Mexican blend? There should be. There should be. There should be. Huh? And we sh we need to work on that. That needs to happen. Yeah, we'll work on that. We'll have to circle back on that one for yeah, sure. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll circle back on that one. Um, so the the term origin in itself, the you know English blend, where does that come from? Well, you know, in mid century America, the or mid twentieth century America, you know, we you had this concept of uh, tobacco, and you know they were trying to differentiate in some sense between American tobaccos and tobaccos that came from other parts of the world. Of course, you know, tobacco wasn't as shipped uh, as frequently as it is today, and so you know you can get tobacco from you know Japan or Malawi or wherever. You know, I mean, this stuff stuff comes from all over. But uh, generally in America, you know, tobaccos were available that were that were grown and made here or that were processed and made in the United Kingdom. And so 
tobaccos from that part of the world uh, at the time there were uh, Great Britain actually had the tobacco purity laws which is uh, was a concept uh, introduced in the early 20th century it's one of those things that uh, the government was like look you can you can make tobacco here you can process it you can can it up and sell it but we are not going to allow you to put uh, certain uh, toppings uh, flavorings extracts in, in the tobacco and so um, so it, British tobacco wound up being tobacco that was completely Completely 100, well, almost 100% in most cases, uh, unflavored. Oh, wow. So, I mean, like, I'm already hearing echoes of, like, you know, uh, sounds familiar. Our our friends (laughs) in kind of like the distilling in in, uh, industry and kind of what makes, not even distilling, but just just, uh, alcohol in general, like what makes champagne champagne, what makes bourbon bourbon in terms of their historic area kind of control. Yeah, no, right. We talk about, oh, well, you know, bourbon has to be grown in this county. Well, no, it doesn't, you know, but but there's something behind that, right? right? So, let's kind of unpack that. Um, so yeah, we you had these purity laws in Great Britain surrounding tobacco, where the the parliament, your government, you know, they said, look, you you can't flavor tobaccos with this with this uh, you know any, anything that's e- even even natural flavorings. You know, most natural flavorings were were prohibited, and so the tobacco really had to speak uh, for itself, uh, which is really really interesting. And you know, it, it's funny. I, I was talking with someone over the past couple of weeks about about this you know people hate on aromatic tobacco so much but man humans have been flavoring things for millennia yeah you know like you got to think about that i mean going back to you know ancient egypt i mean we've constantly been looking for ways to improve the taste or or, uh, magnify certain uh, flavors that that might be there but need enhancement. Uh, I mean, we've been that, flavoring that, stuff for a long time. That's a you know? great point. That is a yeah. that is a sign of civilization. You don't make a cake that tastes like flour. No, no, you make a cake that tastes like delicious, sweet, you know, nectar from the Lord. And it's like it's like <laughs> you, you you think about like you know the first guy that you know ate a ate a potato and obviously you know problems why on earth would you dig up something brown out of the ground and just take a bite out of it and think oh this is food <laughs> but but he did and then he shared it with people and they started doing it and then everybody's just just cooking you know cooking up this potato and eating it and then somebody comes along like hey uh, you tried kind of mixing it with some salt and they're like, well, what's salt? And then he explains what salt is. I don't know what salt is, but he explains it. <laughs> they put it in there like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Well, it's pretty good. We but then some people are going to be like, that's not the way the potatoes are supposed to be eaten. Right. Well, you this know, is the, the very snobbish caveman voice that I, right. <laughs> ugh, ugh, zug, zug. That's not how the, they're supposed to be <laughs> the, eaten. The caveman would have, would have definitely, mm, yes. right. That, that is how the snobbish caveman would, yeah. uh, would, would have sounded. And, and later um, on they would go to make Geico commercials. Right, right. <laughs> That's correct mm-hmm. with lizards. Um, yeah, so you had you, you had these tobacco laws that basically said you can't flavor anything uh, or put anything in the tobacco. Now there were there were some exceptions. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, the tobacco, for the most part, had to stand on its own. And in Great Britain, you know, they were used to using the most premium tobaccos, and so you had Virginia Orientals, uh, which which in their mind always includes Latakia and and technically still does, uh, and, and to some degree Perique. Um, so, you know, what's interesting is you've got these English, English blenders, they, they can't flavor their tobacco in any way. And so, uh, you know, they have to, they have to make the tobaccos stand out. They have to make the tobaccos, um, you know, rise above the others, the competition. So how do they do that? Well, over the years, they start to experiment with, uh, different processing methods, different ways of combining leaves that maybe, uh, maybe weren't, 
um, you know, super popular, uh, you know, in the, let's say, 19th century, but, you know, by force of these laws kind of came to the forefront. So, wow, we, we don't have a lot of options here. Let's get really creative and try to make something different. Uh, so let's put a, you know, ton of this leaf in there. Let's mix that leaf with that leaf, even though that normally doesn't happen kind of thing. And so uh, that kind of, uh, you know, birthed a, a renaissance in some sense of flavor mm. uh, with, with English, uh, English tobaccos, Ooh. which at that point were just tobaccos that were made in England. So now as, as an aside, uh, you know, we talked about there were very limited uh, things that folks could put, uh, English blenders could put in a tobacco uh, that was processed in England. And some of those uh, things revolved around and included uh, very trace amounts of uh, essence from flowers. And so, you know, we always talk about the Lakeland-style blends and those 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 blends that come from Great Britain that have this kind of rose water, mm-hmm. floral uh, note to it. And and so they, you know, the, some of the great blending houses of the UK, they picked up on that and they realized like, well, okay, these, this is at least one thing we can do to kind of differentiate our blend. And so... And so they got to using these uh, these rose water kind of elements, the floral elements, botanical type elements that are so common from that Lakeland dr- district in England. You think about Sam Gaywith and Gaywith and Hogarth um, blends uh, blenders like that. And 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 after the tobacco purity laws were repealed in the late eighties, those those t- blending houses actually stuck to that because hmm. they realized that there was a benefit there. So and, and that's where you get a lot of that uh, that tradition. Uh, in that part of the UK of, of blending with uh, with that you know particular flavor. When when you say essence of flowers, I mean it, it, circa that area, did that just mean they were crumbling up flowers, or were they actually extracting flavor from the flowers? I think they're extracting flavor from the flowers. It's the same way they do it now. Yeah. So huh. the the uh, you know the flower. Now I have smoked flower. I have smoked tobacco with like rose petals in the in the actual leaf sure, 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 uh, sure. which which is strange it, that actually came from a uh, blender Stephen books who who passed away i think a year ago up in um up in the pacific northwest and, and what what kind of roses was uh Stephen using i i don't know you don't you don't know I, you, didn't, you didn't take a look at it you, i guess at that point they're kind of cooked were yeah. they white roses or the red roses? Uh, <laughs> like, like, look, you know what I'm after. Let's get down. Let's get down to it, right? Brass hey, tacks. If, if we're going to talk English, you know, let's, let's let's talk about the rightful rulers actually, of England. I actually have no idea. The pretender uh, queen is on the throne. I'm, I'm I sure, should be. You know, I, I, I'm sure they were white roses. I, I'm, I'm sure they were yeah, white. Yeah, they should be. <laughs> so, so anyway, the, some of those limited flavorings did uh, kind of stick with the um, the great British tobacco houses, and and are still used today because they got really used to using that during the pro- mm. prohibition era. Of, of flavoring there. So um, anyway, so, you know, we're thinking about this. We talk about English blends through, obviously, American lenses, uh, you know, which most of our listeners are, uh, though we are really pleased to have folks from all over the world. Um, you know, in America or in, in England, you know, or the Great Britain during, uh, you know, the mid 20th century up until the late 80s, while this kind of, you know, convention was going on. Uh, these tobaccos were just known as tobacco. You know, they they had you had tobacco, and then you had uh, you know flavored tobacco, which is not common in in Great Britain. They couldn't even bring it in, so they just had um, they just had tobacco. Well, on this side of the pond, whenever we in, you know imported uh, tobacco from the UK, uh, you know, generally those tobaccos were completely unflavored right Right. because you know unless they had this like essence of rose water or something in there like that and so uh american tobacco at the time and still for the most part is heavily burley based uh and just traditionally how people blend this is not the case i 
to some degree anymore. But, uh, you know, historically, American tobacco blenders have used lots of burley, uh, lots of flavorings, lots of casings, um, you know, just to, to make things uh, a little more interesting and less of the more sophisticated leaf, the leaf that's a little more expensive. You know, we think about the Orientals, Latakia, uh, very delicate Virginias. Uh, that, that Those are more uh, historically associated with with uh, you know blends that were found overseas, and so uh, you know Americans mid century they started referring to these uh, complex unflavored blends as English blends. Huh. So so an English blend was simply an unflavored tobacco. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I just kind of picture just kind of this um, you know uh, uh, archetypical. English versus American in, in the way they're producing, you know, the English being like, oh, yes, well, of course, we have to have this. And, oh, it, what's this? No, no flavor whatsoever. Just put it in its purest form. We can't have any flavor. I'm terribly sorry. But of course, if it's going to be pure, this is the way it's going to be. And this is going to be the English, of course. It end up be flavor. And by the way, serve it at room temperature because it's tobacco and just that's the way that we do everything else. And then the Americans are like, now, here, see, 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 this is what we're going to do now. Uh, we're going to get this burly here because it's nice and cheap. Now, People don't need to know that we're serving burley. We need to make it make to say we need to make this uh, taste a little bit different. So and how do uh, we make more people do it? We got to make it sweeter. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Give me the cheapest tobacco you got, and we'll just sprinkle a little bit of sugar on it and be fine. Hey, hey, children, children. Hey, you ever had this right here? That's that's the American way. It was they do. It, it was like the best Mid Atlantic <laughs> accent I've ever heard. Yeah, that, it was well well done. Well Thank you. well done. Very Thank very you. well done. And for the record, for if you were keeping score, Europeans uh, in England, and I, I made fun of the English accent, and then I made fun of the American accent. No, you did. You, you did well. Equal opportunity. Uh, it, E- equal equal time. That's right, yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah. So you know you had you had this concept of uh, tobaccos uh, that were unflavored uh, and and generally just uh, kind of speaking for their own being labeled as English style tobaccos, and so mm. um, that's where that came from. And, um, and today, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, we have uh, we kind of separate things into two. We've got aromatic tobaccos, uh, but then and I'm guilty of this. I kind of refer to non all the all the unflavored tobaccos as non-aromatic tobaccos and um you, you know generally nowadays we refer to english blends as blends uh d- c- containing and focusing on latakia um and so it's kind of interesting you know english blends uh 30 years ago or, or maybe 40 years ago uh probably would have referred to any tobacco uh, that was not flavored and, and matter of fact i love it if you look in these old books i've actually got one here uh, at, at the shop. This is All About Tobacco by Milton Sherman. Wow. Uh, really cool old book. It's actually uh, got Dude. the... Um, our, Dude! Yeah, I know. It's, this was uh, $5 back in, uh, you know, b- before uh, dirt. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can see real quickly. Is that quickly. an autographed copy? Um, yeah, this was this was published in 1970. Um, and uh, this was, uh, this belonged to the own, the founder of this shop, Jim okay. Reeves. Yeah, got yeah. his, uh, got his, where he wrote his name in here, uh, 40 five years ago but um anyway what an uh, artifact all about tobacco by milton sherman great great thing if you can ever find a copy of this and you are a pipe enthusiast i highly recommend it because it goes through um you know various types of tobacco processing uh in different countries how leaves are cured uh you know the difference between american leaf and and leaves from around the world uh you know how pipes are made the different shapes i mean just on hmm. it's a really cool resource books are not made like this anymore yeah. you know in, in our in our 
uh, in our hobby, uh, you know, area. So uh, it, it's just a real, uh, a really cool book. But in, in here, you know, you find books uh, from the mid to late 20th century, uh, and and books like this, they refer to English blends as unflavored blends. You know, it's just yeah. unflavored tobacco. Uh, you know, generally they'll mention Latakia, but sometimes they won't. And so, uh, you know, other books you might refer to, we've talked about The Gentle Art of Smoking by Alfred Dunhill, uh, books like that that, uh, you know, I think are... Um, good resources for kind of seeing what the tobacco world was like, you know, 40, 50 years ago. But um, so anyway, you know, back then, English blends were just unflavored blends. Today, when we talk about English blends, we're, we're talking generally uh, about uh, blends that feature in some sense Latakia. Now, uh, I, how did that happen? You know, Latakia, of course, it's such a unique ingredient. It's got such a uh, unique smell. Uh, you know, it's uh, that that smell that uh, that you love and that you love the taste of, but that your wife or your girlfriend just despises. You know, <laughs> it's, it's that kind of thing. And and maybe it's because it's so polarizing that we just kind of, uh, you know, started terming English blends as ones that were. Uh, you know, focused on Latakia. Also, Latakia got really popular. You know, if you talk to blenders back in the 70s, uh, and I love, I, I'll never forget the first time I spoke with a with a blender uh, that had been doing this for decades longer than I'd been doing it. And uh, and he was talking about the the change in English blends over the decades. And he, he talked about how, you know, it, back in the back in the 60s and the 70s, it, English blends were so delicate. You know, it, it the, the max of Latakia you would ever put in an English blend would be uh, you know, maybe 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 fifteen percent. You know, hmm. twelve to fifteen percent, something like that. And today wow. we've got uh, blends that <laughs> blends that purport to be English that are uh, 40, 50, 60 percent Latakia, which are just like bombs. You know, and it was uh, it was interesting talking to these uh, kind of old salts about the industry and how they've changed and um, and and how even the concept of the English blend has gotten and 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 just the concept of flavor too is has gotten so extreme. You know, we don't want just a just a, a bold flavor. We want something that's going to knock you over kind of thing. It's like, mm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, the delicate uh, flavor days are kind of gone. It's more power, strength in your face, like what's going to be the, the extreme. And, um, and and I think, you know, since we've gone down that road, uh, English blends probably picked up on that to some degree. And it, regardless, you know, in general nowadays, uh, most people will refer to aromatic tobaccos and non-aromatic tobaccos. That I, That's what I do. I'm guilty of that. Um, um, I'd be glad to revisit that um, if someone in the pipe industry would say this is how it's going to be. But, uh, <laughs> you know, pipe smokers are so, uh, you know, cantankerous sometimes that we'll never do that. But um, but, yeah, if there were some convention, I'd love to revisit that. But right now there's, uh, you know, you have aromatic tobaccos, non-aromatic tobaccos. And then within the non-aromatic tobaccos, you've got, uh, you know, things like English blends. like, And then within English blends, you've got... Uh, Balkan blends and uh, Scottish style mixtures, and then you've got, of course, uh, Virginias and Periques and uh, Virginia Burleys and 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 everything else. It's just real uh, fragmented. But uh, English blends have come to over time uh, be known as something that uh, is Virginia. Uh, based with a focus on Latakia, and the Latakia generally is somewhere between five and twenty percent. Hmm. So that's kind of that's kind of where we're at uh, as far as just a typical English blend in today's world. So that's uh, that's what you see mostly. 
Um, Orientals can also be introduced. Uh, if they're introduced at, at very high doses with lots and lots of Latakia, we generally refer to that as a Balkan-style blend. Um, so very Latakia forward, lots of Oriental leaf. Um, you know, typically, and, and there's disagreement on all this, as we can imagine, just yeah. because, uh, you know, pipe smokers like to divvy things up in different ways. But uh, ba- Scottish-style mixtures tend to be Virginia's uh, Virginia uh, mixed with Latakia and Orientals, but the Orientals kind of peak out a little more. Um, um, and so you've got the Orientals kind of, in some sense, uh, overshadowing some of the Latakia, which is lurking in the background a little bit. Um, you know, other folks will say a Scottish-style mixture is one that features uh, black Cavendish. And so you've got, you know, this Cavendish kind of lurking in there. I- I've never really used that definition, but you'll see folks uh, see folks use that. But, uh, you know, the classic English blend is going to be that kind of uh, 5 to to 20% uh, Latakia right in there, uh, you know, where it's not overwhelmed. And, and really when you go over that and, and start talking about the real powerful flavors, generally today, most people uh, are going to refer to those as Balkan style blends, uh, which are just, you know, have that kind of overwhelming, uh, you know, Latakia oriental uh, flavoring that, that is not just the center of it, but dominates the entire blend, you know, just not, not, not as much room for nuance uh, anymore. Um, so anyway, that's kind of that's kind of the 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 you know background of that. You've got uh, you know blends that were you know made in America. We generally flavored our blends, and the English folks they generally didn't. And so uh, English English blends just were kind of known as unflavored blends. And then eventually that uh, evolved, morphed, whatever uh, into your uh, your typical unflavored. Uh, or your your English blend, and and that's probably due to the fact that that Latakia has become so popular, yeah. and so uh, you know most of the time nowadays uh, you've got some old guard folks and, and folks that uh, like the folks that wrote these books here that that we talked about tonight, the uh, all about tobacco. Some of your old old guard folks will refer to all. Uh, unflavored tobaccos as English blends, and so uh, you know if it's a Virginia Perique, that's an English blend. You know if it's a if it's a Virginia and unflavored Burley with some uh, Oriental, that's an English blend. You know, but uh, but on average, most people today refer to English blends as blends that feature Latakia, and uh, and I do that simply because of uh, not of any stubbornness, but simply because it it just seems to be the most commonly used way. Um, and, um, and so that's, that's where we are. You know, it really does come down to, you know, preference in terms of what you like, what you don't like. I was recently staying at a, um, Airbnb in Memphis. Uh, and, uh, it was, you know, it was actually, you know, it was actually a true Airbnb of yeah. somebody's house. Yeah. And so like I was there and I, I kind of opened up their fridge, uh, looking for a little evening beverage, uh, as I was, you know, instructed to help myself to whatever was there, and all I could see was flavored liquors, like flavored yeah, liqueurs and no, everything absolutely. else. And for me, I like bourbon that tastes like bourbon. Like I want my whiskey to taste like whiskey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so, like, I'm not a, not a big fan of, of that. Now, flip it on over to the tobacco side. And while I definitely do appreciate a good English tobacco, look, I'm an American man that likes flavor. And so, from that standpoint, <laughs> that's you know, and look, I've, I've been to London. I've tasted your food. And that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, fish and chips are delicious. Uh, they are delicious. I'm going to put that yeah. out there. But man, this is good, man. So that, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, you know, English blends, they, uh, you know, typically nowadays we refer to those as uh, blends that, you know, have that kind of percentage of 
um, of Latakia there and and things that go over and above that we uh, and and things that feature other other leaf that kind of comes in on the side we call those different things but uh, generally Latakia forward blends uh, in that kind of five to twenty percent range that's a uh, that's that's the uh, that's the modern English blend. That's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if you could say go back in time and, and have that yeah. original, just just pure tobacco style flavor of English blends, like you know, you, you talked about the complexity uh, of just the the pure taste without without the kind of added uh, seasoning or flavors or anything else. I mean, the only real way you can even tell that flavor profile of the true tobacco to get the complexity that exists in the core product itself is with a good, cool, cleaning smoke. That's that of right. Of course, you can find from pipes from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. No, that's right. That's right, man. Of course, <laughs> uh, each Missouri Meerschaum pipe is a uh, cool, clean smoking pipe. That's right. It's, uh, you know, it's an inexpensive, affordable pipe and one that uh, is accessible to so many people. You can find at your favorite tobacconist. Um, of course, tonight. Well, a- hang on now. See, this is the great thing, right? Cause yeah. This, this, you know, obviously uh, Missouri Meerschaum, uh, you know, an American company, American corn cob pipes, American types pipes. But we're talking English. We're talking pipes and pipe tobacco. You think of um, like English British heroes like Sherlock Holmes, but we're pulling a 180 on you because tonight we're bringing an American hero. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this one is uh, Tom Sawyer. <laughs> Tom Sawyer, uh, the Tom Sawyer pipe uh, from Missouri Meerschaum. It's a uh, a nose warmer style pipe. It's a short stem uh, with a nice uh, black bit there at the end, and a, a straight pipe. It's a, a small to medium sized bowl. It's it's on the smaller side. It's a it's the cousin to the Huck Finn pipe, which is a longer stem variety. Uh, that that kind of uh, long novel. Yeah, it, it kind of uh, the the Huck Finn. You know, uh, in the uh, Missouri Meerschaum lineup, it kind of reminds me of the Bing's favorite or the or the Bing. Uh, the uh, the Tom Sawyer is, is kind of the the shorter variety of that. Very uh, clean lines, smaller, more angular, egg shaped bowl. Uh, great tasting pipe. It's one of those that can fit easily in your pocket. Uh, it, it's not a tiny bowl, but it is a smaller bowl, and so it's a great uh, you know ten to fifteen minute smoke, uh, ten to twenty minute smoke uh, pipe, and and just a great great pipe to try uh, new tobaccos out of. Perhaps your uh, your next ne- next English blend in your rotation. No, you know it's it's an American classic character representing an American style pipe from an American manufacturer but hey pack it with some English tobacco even yeah, if that English that... tobacco was also produced right here in America I know right I know I know yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah smoke smoke, uh, smoke your top soil here today if you've actually got one be sure to uh, uh, tweet a picture of uh, yourself uh, smoke at the uh, Tom Sawyer we'll retweet that out it's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show Pipe Question of the Week. All right, man. Pipe Question of the Week comes in from Tim Hauser. All right. So here is the question. He says, on the, uh, oh, he said, oh, the Black XX was the worst I've ever had. What's a good rope to try? Talking about rope tobacco. Yeah. He says, I love many English blends and vapors. Uh, but I don't think vapors doesn't mean like vaping, right? That's that's a different. No, thing. we're talking about Virginia Perry. Oh, yeah, okay, that, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, this this. So he tried he tried Black XX, which we've talked about before um, on on the show. You know that that um that tobacco. Um, it really does smell like death. <laughs> you know? Wait, was that the one that everybody was passing around that one time? No. Uh yeah no that, that's right yeah you know, you, you, like take a whiff of this and you're like oh you smoke you smoke it and you smell it and you're just like man if 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 you could make a uh, if you could make a tobacco 
smell like burnt hair. Like like that would be that would be, be one. that would be a uh, black XX. It's just not. Uh, it's not. It, some people love it. I think they're sadists, but they love they love it. <laughs> um, a good rope to try would be uh, probably the uh, the brown uh, number four from uh, Sam Gaywith. It's a it's a hard tobacco to find. We don't carry it as much as we used to because it's just really uh, it's hard to locate. Um, most of the ropes that we get uh, here at the Squire are of the flavored variety. Yeah, we carry uh, maple, we carry, whiskey. That's right. They're Gaywith and Hogarth products. We carry the uh, Gaywith sweet maple, the black cherry, and the sweet whiskey twist. Uh, and those are really pretty pretty common to find. You can find some of the flavored varieties, but the the unflavored ones you're going to have to dig for a little more. But I would recommend that Kindle uh, number four, brown number four from from Sam Gaywith. Uh, really good tobacco twists are their own thing. That's a fun tobacco to uh to uh to start learning about you know it's uh it's it's one of those that i think you should try at least at one point if you have a tobacconist like us that will sell you an inch of it like you know that we cut from a from a rope that's great if you order it in a tin that's great try it when you can uh you know a lot of folks will use a cigar cutter to cut just a little sliver off and poke in their pipe but um anyway it's a different experience for sure yeah black xx is terrible (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it's it's bad. I mean, it it really is. Bad. I'm sure there's somebody out there that likes it. Yeah. You know, every tobacco is somebody's favorite tobacco. Well, that's why there's chocolate and vanilla and arsenic. That's why there's yeah. cherry. It, or, or, or cherry. Look, a lot of people like the cherry. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. actually like looking back. I still have yet to actually smoke a rope tobacco. Yeah. But that whiskey, the sweet whiskey. What's uh, it called? Sweet whiskey twist. Sweet yeah. Whiskey. That stuff is so strong it could choke a mule. Um, it's really good, but it's it is strong. Like, I mean, it's, like it's, the, it's 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 just loaded with nicotine. Okay, yeah, it's so one of those that like I, about a quarter of a bowl. Like that I'm, cigar that one time. Yeah, that cigar that one time yeah, that yeah, you yeah. smoked. That uh-huh. that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that you had to went, go out back and hold your face in your hands. That's not yeah. what happened. That's yeah. not, that's, they're gonna believe that. It that's was not exactly what happened. happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, great pipe question of the week, Tim. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week to send to us, send it in show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Quick Fire with the Squire. Quick Fire with Joe! All right, man, we got some Quick Fire questions in. Brought to us by the Tent Society. More on that awesome service in just a minute. Yes, indeed. All right, so this is actually, all right, I think I actually said last week that we were going to take a break from Anonymous. Uh, And again, not the uh, online hacktivist group. We're talking about Anonymous as in this person didn't want to be named. He didn't want to be named, but he sent us a... Or she. He, Anonymous. They... They, as it were, sent us a a boatload 
of uh, of of quickfire questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this this is what they said. He said, uh, "I was really inspired with how much fun you guys had with the quote working together questions. So here are a few more creative ones." Uh, the steak movie ones seem so dull now. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> or, or woman. I, I, again, we anonymous. An- anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah, Who, whoever ye are. All right, so here we go. Zombie apocalypse. That's the theme. Oh, the theme. The okay. Theme. okay, that's 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 what we're looking. Okay, at good. Here. All right, and again, we're, we're we got to work together. Okay, so we're working together in this situation. Okay. Um. All right. Do we hunker down or do we keep moving? Oh, this is good. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a zombie apocalypse. Do we hunker down or keep moving? I'm gonna. I'm gonna hunker down. Really? I'm gonna hunker down. Ah, you're just waiting. They, they, you've seen the movies. They all like group up on where you are, and then like they mass overwhelm you by like busting through the windows and everything. Yeah, that's true. Like, and it's even no, even that, if that, we were like stocked true. to the brim with like with, like ammo and food. Like, yeah, and all if that we had like stuff. the redneck, you know, uh, arsenal in right, here, right. That's only gonna like take out so many zombies. That only gets you so far. Yeah, at some yeah. point you're gonna run out of ammo. I, I don't know. I mean, I I still I, I don't know. Go with what you know rather than what you don't know. All right, all right. I I don't think we can work together on this one. Yeah, we might not. We're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Rick and Morty? I believe that if you stay here, you might survive, and I believe if I leave, that I might survive. Right, or something right. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Weapons. Do we use firearms or melee? Uh, I think a firearm. Oh, can we go both? A firearm can be both because you can like no, boom, that's true. boom, boom, and then when you run out, then you can like if it's Use like it a as rifle a, as a club. Yeah, yeah. Not the pistol though, because the pistol, you know, you see it in movies where they shoot them and they like, throw the pistol at them. Like what? What's that? That's gonna not going to do much good with the zombie. You got to bash the yeah. brains, and so you need like you need like a bat like type a, situation, something to bludgeon them with. Yeah, yeah. Also, we should use that word more often. Bludgeon. bludgeon? Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't imagine the context, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think if it's a rifle, yeah, definitely, definitely firearms. Uh, other survivors build a large group or keep in a very tight knit. Oh, so we so we run into other survivors. Okay, are they rolling with us or are we like no? Nah, this is this is Country Square Radio. I think. Oh, ooh, yeah, yeah. This is CSR, man. Like we stick together. Like I, I don't know. I think it'd have to be like they we'd have to vote them on the island kind of thing. All right, so hear me out on this. Okay, we we bring them in to the group. But then, like, we make sure they surround us as, like, a body perimeter, <laughs> right? Like, and, like, you know, based on how things go, you know, like, like you got some folks, you're like, hey, we need to make sure that this person survives. But then there's other person like, hey, this person's really getting on my nerves, and the zombies are getting kind of close. So we're going to put him on the perimeter. Yeah. We, we just, we just, well, like, and maybe, you know, maybe those are the people that can smoke the black XX from Sam Gay with and kind of <laughs> keep the zombies away. Keep the zombies away. Right. They, like, and then if, that way, if they'd be disgusted of anything, they would be disgusted of, of, of that. And that person still gets to live. So we're not terrible. Right. No, exactly. But we, we did make them smoke the smoke, black smoke that. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> transportation. I'm going to keep going through all of these. All right. This is too good. Transportation. Heavy vehicle or small personal transport? I think heavy vehicle. Um, yeah, something that can take take a beating, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something I, that's reliable can take a beating. Might move a little slower, but you know you're gonna you're gonna get where you're going, and uh, you know it can. If a zombie tries to like crawl through the window, probably yeah. won't be able to bust through that kind of thing. Also, theoretically, it could go off road. Yeah, that's probably what you want. Yeah, because you might have instead to, of like, like a Civic. Yeah, you have yeah. to mow over them. Yeah. I don't know. I'm in minivan land now. You know, <laughs> you'll get there. But like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all I can all I can picture. Uh, scarier, fast zombies, uh, or slow zombies? I guess, like, which one would we definitely not want to face? 
Oh, fast zombies. Yeah, why would yeah, you? Yeah, slow zombie. Yeah, I can I can run from him. We can live through that. Yeah. Uh, man is the real monster, or no? Of course, zombies are the real monsters. Uh, no, of course, zombies are the real yes, monsters. Yes, yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> the good Lord created Adam and Eve, and it was good. And then they, but and then when the zombie was died. created, he wasn't happy. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's death in is, there somewhere. Death is final for a reason. Right. <laughs> All right. Last, last smoke. Uh, oh, this is great. Last smoke and perfect for tonight. Last smoke, aromatic or English. Oh yeah, what would all right? This is this is good. Ooh. What is the last pipe tobacco? The last p- bowl you'll ever smoke. Yeah, in man. your life. Wow, yeah. final. Wow, dang. I know. All right. So while you're thinking about this, so my uh, a couple years ago, my brother-in-law passed, which was which was uh, just a huge yeah, tragedy. Yeah, real, real right. But months before that occurred, he actually went in for a surgery that we were very hopeful would. Um, you know, cure the uh, the cancer that he, or you know, uh, take out the cancer that was what was plaguing him. Unfortunately, it was unsuccessful. However, going into it, it was such a like dangerous surgery that wow. when we all got together, yeah, yeah. um, uh, I I cooked for for him. I, I it was one of two dishes. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was either it was either a shrimp boil or, or Godfather spaghetti. I think it was Godfather spaghetti. And uh, and he ate that, and then after that, he had to fast for this surgery, and it hit wow. me. As he was like, you know, going under and everything, I was, and and we were talking about the fact that, like, man, you know, he was he was ready, you know, he was very, you know, uh, committed Christian and and kind of ready for the faith. Yeah, emotionally, he was he was there. He was, pre- and actually, when he woke up from the surgery, he was shocked that he was still alive. Like, wow, like that's that's how serious the surgery was. Wow, and so I thought about it, and after the fact, I was like. You chose me to cook your last meal. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like that was, what, what an honor. Godfather spaghetti, man. That's a, that was a good choice. That, that, that's good. What is the tobacco that you would choose as your last tobacco? English. But like, which English? That's such a... All right, See, well, I mean, that, that's the thing. I it, guess the, he's, he's the, opening the it quest, up. The question is aromatic or English. Now, if I'm defining English as a blend with Latakia... Um, I'm going to go with English or if uh, to be honest, no, 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 that's good. E- even if I define English as just any non-aromatic tobacco, I'm, I'm going to go with English. I feel like this could be its own show, honestly, unpacking like the last, the last, the last, last bowl. It's yeah. like the last rites of the pipe smoker. So if we're, if we're, if we're taking this very broad options, then I'm probably going to go aromatic because that opens up more options. So it almost kind of gives me more time to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Actually yeah. Choosing. Yep. Um, but I'd want to enjoy it. And you know, I mean, like, there's some Englishes out there that I enjoy, but, you know, I, I'm... I'm an, more of an aromatic smoker. You know, and yeah. other aromatic smokers can relate with this. Like, when we're when we're with, like, the hardcore, like, tobacco nerds... Right. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, English. Let me... Let me of course I'm going to smoke that, yeah. But then right. secretly behind whole doors, like, all right, let me... You got some of that, like, you know... Give me that Panama Jack. Chi- you know? <laughs> Chocolate-covered cherry, you no. know, right, tobacco, right. No, if anything, you know, you know, I'm a sucker for uh, for Treasure Island. No, so, it's know. good stuff. It, it is. is good. Yep. All right, man, well, those are a great, great... Those questions. are good questions, yeah. Did we survive the zombie apocalypse? Y'all tell us. I don't know. Zombie. <laughs> I, I'd be interested to know what our listeners, what their last smoke would be. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's, that's a good one. You know, if you're going to, you know, if you if you think you're you're getting close and, uh, you know, you can uh, see the light at the end of the tunnel, what's, you know, you pick up your pipe maybe that last time. What what do you pull for? What, what in your cellar do you pull for? That's good, That's man. That's good stuff. Let's put that out there. Let's uh, let's see that in the next couple of weeks. Y'all yeah. let us know and we'll yeah, share I'd, that. Yeah, I'd like uh, to read some feedback on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, man, of course, those uh, quick fire questions coming in to us. Again, a uh, big shout out to Anonymous for sending those in. And big shout out to the Tin Society That's for right. sponsoring this segment. Of course, TinSociety.com is the place to go to find an amazing online service. We're talking monthly 
tobaccos sent to your door every single month, as monthly implies, with various <laughs> ranges of great premium tobacco so that you can expand your palate, figure out what you like. It's a great try before you buy in kind of this delightful surprise kind of way. No, so- that's right. That, that's right. E- each and every month, you get curated uh, boxes of tobacco that come straight to your door. It's a variety of tobaccos. You get, uh, with each sample, uh, three to four smokes uh, for each each type. And so it gives you enough of a opportunity to see, is this something that I'm really going to enjoy? Uh, you know, what, let me smoke it a couple times and get some of the flavor complexities out of that. Uh, English blends, aromatics, uh, Virginia Periques, Burley Ford blends, uh, Orientals, um, you know, just all over the map. These are, uh, they're going to expose you through the tin society to uh, tobaccos that you probably never would have bought otherwise, you know, and and that's it's a really good opportunity for uh, tobacco nerds and enthusiasts to uh, to learn more, expand their palate, and uh, and, and to find some new favorites. You know, and I love it whenever uh, some of y'all get boxes in from Tin Society, y'all are y'all are opening up, taking a picture of what you got in, and uh, man, we're we're happy to uh, to announce that coming on our YouTube channel here in the in the next couple of days and weeks is we'll actually have an unboxing video. That's for right. You. Yeah, I love unboxing videos. I, I'm a sucker for I that like kind to of open thing. presents even on video absolutely yeah, that's great and this is the great thing it's if like you're a tent society you get one every month every single month you get a present <laughs> from the good folks at the tent society of course if you go to tentsociety.com and use the code squire you get 20 percent off on your first month service so check it out again that's tentsociety.com uh use the code squire for 20 percent off on your first month service your thoughts your, your comments, comments. listener feedback all right, man. Listener feedback. We've got some great listener feedback in this week. Uh, all right. This first one is actually an iTunes review. What would what, what we get from iTunes? Yeah. Elvis City One on iTunes. He says, binge worthy. Uh, this show has officially changed my life. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. I, don't, I don't know if we've gotten uh, yeah, that one before. Don't, don't put that on us. I know, right? <laughs> I have to drop everything every Monday night to listen live. Uh, entertaining and intellectual as a show as for Mississippi can be. <laughs> That is that is that's fair. probably that's probably fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing that would make it better is if they would finally give uh, the Dan's what they want. Uh, barbecue pairing. Yes. So, uh, yeah. You know, we, the, the fans, uh, the, the, the fans, what they want. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, you a know, typo on this Dan right on, here. on, no, on yeah, that yeah. on that Dan right right there. Yeah. You, you know, uh, I, I I don't know. I'm still I'm still anti barbecue. It's at some point you're just you're just really reaching. You know, you're like you're just trying so hard to uh to to get things. It's like what excuse can we have to eat delicious barbecue uh and and smoke our pipe and and probably have a cold beer at the same time with with our friends across the across the globe. This I, needs I, to happen. I, I don't know. You know, at some point we got to draw the line. Like this, this is a pipe smoking uh podcast. This is I mean, I really. <sighs> All right, all right. Let me let me just, let me just let me just put this out here. All right, all right. I know this has been an ongoing thing. In well, the I mean, coming we can months, continue to vent. We probably need to go to therapy. In the coming months, <laughs> we probably should have. <laughs> In the coming months, you're about to have this major, epic, monumental life occasion. Like getting married. That's in the past. You know that was that was a whole you know whatever. Like you are about to move the country squire, not nay. 25 feet that direction and and this is going to be a seismic impact not just to the local community of course who very well may never recover uh from this 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 shock no it's true of of knowing what their home looks like and and that that sense of home yeah another cave right but but the 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 tobacco industry as a whole in fact 
internationally, the feeling of this huge, colossal, not 25 feet that way, is going to be felt on the opposite side of the globe. Would not the best way to beckon in this new era of the country squire be a barbecue out on the front of the shop, not 25 feet away from this very spot where we stand right now? And if you do that, people aren't going to know. They're going to be like, there's tobacco right there. There's barbecue right there. And tragically you'll be doing the pairing well they won't know because nobody has ever done a pairing so what i'm saying is perhaps this could be a universally amazing opportunity barbecue and tobacco pairing live and and live at the grand reopening of the country square and 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 we get to we get to do that uh yeah yeah almost almost hoodwink people by bringing it in that way i'm i'm (laughs) there's no there's no hoodwink you don't think there's a hoodwink there are people uh, there are there are club members and and yet not yet club members. There are folks from around the globe that have been looking for an excuse <laughs> to make their pipe pilgrimage, and this could like like be of the first to enter into the new <laughs> promised land and be greeted with delicious barbecue and experience the pairing that you have been longing for this entire couple of years. Oh man, I'm, I'm almost crying. I am almost brought to tears. You, you must make this happen. I, I, I know some good therapists. We'll 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 <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get there. Oh, well, what, what's your schedule like next week on Tuesday? Right? Uh, uh, I've already seen my. <laughs> we need to go in for fa- right. <laughs> Me too. Right. Yeah. We need to go in for uh for for couples counseling or something. All right, man. We also got a uh, email in or a message. This actually might have been from YouTube. It comes in from Doug Owen, and this is uh, specifically based on the McClellan discussion that we. Yeah. Had. Yeah. Uh, on the McClellan discussion, of course, Doug, a uh, longtime listener to the show, and uh, man, great, uh, great friend. We've heard from him before. Um, on the McClellan discussion, keep in mind the prices on those tins are at least partially a result of the level of local taxes that were levied on those tins in the state where the retailer originally purchased the tins at wholesale. Uh, in our situation, uh, remember, Doug, he's actually a um, a, a tobacconist himself. In our situation, due to the 45% tax on the wholesale price of 10 tobaccos, the MSRP in the state of Washington is around $35, uh, which clearly put us at a, at a disadvantage in terms of competing for the business against retailers from states with lower taxes. So true. Uh, just a thought. Uh, you should know that we were attempting to sell at our current MSRP, which due to the draconian tax setup in the state put us at a fatal disadvantage. Oof, yeah. And that, that's from Doug. You know, it's interesting you know, you've got, of course, so many of us are involved in these online forums uh, related to pipe smoking and the, the pipe community, uh, tobacco community. Um, and, and there will always be that guy, that that saintly person. Of course, this is coming from a, you know, a brick and mortar retailer. But that saintly person that's like, y'all be sure to support your brick and mortar tobacconist. And um and then you have these trolls, <laughs> which I'm just going to go ahead and call trolls, mm. that, that that will get on there and say, "Well, you know, I they're going to, uh, you know, they they charge, uh, you know, three, four, five dollars more uh, for the tobacco, and in some cases, you know, like this, as Doug mentions, more than that." Um, and and so it's it's good, and I'm glad Doug mentions this. That is not that is not due to. Uh, a decision made by the local tobacconist that is that is due to your state uh, your state government your state legislature making decisions 
uh, based on, you know, tobacco products and taxes. And so, um, you know, in some states, now it, it's it's funny, in, in Mississippi, uh, we have a system where as soon as the tobacco product comes in my door, so I, I purchase it wholesale, it's delivered by UPS, the clock starts ticking, I've got 48 hours to pay 15% sales tax, or I'm sorry, excise tax on that tobacco. So there's basically a sin tax of 15% on that tobacco that I have to pay and then I build the pri- I build that 15% into the price of the product. Right, right, okay? right. Now in other states, so for instance, well, I just just and and remember in Mississippi too, like we our governor for the longest time was actually a former tobacco tobacco lobbyist, lobbyist. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So we live in a generally tobacco friendly state. Um now, you go to other states. We were just I was just in Illinois for the Chicago show. Uh, went to Ewan Reese. Awesome. We talked about that. Now, now in Ewan Reese, you walk in and, and you see a tin of Dunhill lying on the shelf. Um, the, the tin of Dunhill, it, the, the price, it says, you know, $10 and whatever. But what they're not telling you is that when you check out, when you take that can of Dunhill to the to the register and you you check out, you have to add thirty six percent tax mm. to that at the time of purchase. So in the, in their state and in so many other states, you're they're Illinois. actually uh, Illinois. Yeah. You're you're actually taxed at the time of purchase rather than when the retailer procures it. Huh. And so you know, in my case, I have to build the price into the price of the the tax into the price of the product. In Illinois, they get taxed when they sell the product so so in other words that ten dollar uh that ten dollar uh dunhill nightcap right, right, uh, right. you know you you immediately when you go to the register you add 36 percent to that and so and, and then you add sales tax on top of that okay and so it, it's just a it's a very different system keep in mind when you're trying to support your local brick and mortar retailers that that's what they're up against okay you know you go in there and you're like man the, the sticker says 10 bucks for a can of early morning pipe uh, but I walk out of here paying $25 for it like what the heck well just just know that that's what's going on and, and and you know feel free to ask your local tobacconist if they're worth their salt they'll be glad to discuss that with you and and tell you why they're at a disadvantage and uh, and probably bend over backwards to to um, you know do anything they can to encourage you to have a good time at their shop and so um, I, I know Doug feels that way it's a uh, it's just a it, it's a tough spot for retailers in their states uh, dealing with different tobacco laws, but um, that's kind of where we're at. It is crazy. I yeah. mean, like you know, it's something I wasn't aware of until starting this show and then traveling around yeah. and being, oh hey, I'm Bo from Country Square Radio, and then hearing the stories from various like tobacco right. shop owners. Like, it's like, oh, what, what do y'all blend here? Like, oh, we can't blend here. Like, wait, what? And like, no, right. like legally, no, like right. in our state, we can't do that. And I was like, that's oh, right. and I mean, like you know, for the, for the second time tonight, I'll make the comparison, but it is a lot like our our friends over in the. Uh, in the alcohol industry, in terms of like what you can and cannot do in various states, that's and right. What taxes exist? Yeah. Like I would, I would love. You know, we we talked about, um, you know, of course, uh, Tent Society earlier, and uh, you know, there's other other services like that, and like like whiskey and wine. And I've yeah. wanted to sign up for those type of services, but you can't have uh, liquor or wine, alcohol, like shipped, shipped to into you the in state Mississippi. of Mississippi. We're one of so like two states that cannot. You know, it, it is illegal for a resident of Mississippi to uh, to subscribe to a wine. Uh, subscription club or whatever, right, where you right, get right. you know two bottles a month or whatever. That we can't, we legally can't do that here. It's right? ridiculous. So, same same thing. Washington State, you cannot order uh, tobacco from out of state to come into your state. So um, yeah, you know, just as as you go into these brick and mortar tobacconists uh, and you see the prices, uh, we're fortunate enough in Mississippi we can be a little more competitive. Right, right. You know, we, we, in Mississippi we got a little bit better for tobacco it, than we do alcohol it, everywhere it, else. Which it's is probably really, the which reverse. It's, it's the reverse. <laughs> it's really interesting, you know. But uh, yeah. Just, just keep that in mind. Yeah. It's one of those things that 
uh, you know, your your local B and M is uh, is struggling with every day. Yeah, yeah. great, great, uh, great feedback, great questions. Yeah, yeah, real, real good. Well. Yeah. And so, hey, if y'all have got some listener feedback for us, you would love getting those in, especially those iTunes reviews. Head over to iTunes, write us a review. It's a great way to support the show. And of course, if you are willing to spend a few dollars to help support the show, we'd love for you to become a club member. patreoncom radio. Uh, also, you can find links to that at CountrySquireRadio.com. You can also, you know, keep up with us throughout the week from time to time. You can follow us on the Twitters. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. And of course, the show's handle is at Squire Radio, but you can find all that information and more at CountrySquireRadio.com, where typically you can join us for the live show on Monday nights at 8.30 Central, that's 6.30 Pacific and 9.30 Eastern. However, next week, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we won't have a live podcast. However, we will have the actual podcast coming your way. So if you're somebody who just watches us on the live show or you're somebody that just tunes in for YouTube, this is a great chance for you to check out the uh, the podcast. Trust me, it's it's professionally produced. There's actually audio bumps. So there's this weird, awkward pause before uh, between transitions doesn't happen in the podcast. I know, right? I, I feel like the folks that, you know, just listen to the just watch the live show or watch us on youtube they're kind of missing out on the the some of the um some of the fun little stuff that we insert in there yeah can can i talk about this real quick since we're like at the very tail end here yeah okay okay uh so so um you know we, we talked about the reddit uh, a situation uh, no, that's right. on, on a previous episode, yeah. and uh, of course we love our good folks, our good friends at the uh, the the R Pipe Tobacco and and the Reddit community there, and uh, great feedback from that show. But it was interesting because some folks that were not familiar with us that watched it, I sent a lot of criticism our way in terms of like the production quality of the YouTube video. And, uh, and but of course you know we got we got loyalists we got a lot of uh, great listeners that are on Reddit and they're like yeah they're actually a podcast they just do this as like a kind of a special benefit kind of an add on yeah. yeah I mean like this is this is a little icing it's it's not the thing it's like a bonus to the thing but they were like really railing on it and like I'm sitting here like chroming through this and like of course again. You know our listeners, those of you on on the on the uh, our, our the, the Reddit forum, <laughs> you know y'all y'all were like representing hard, and I appreciate that. But then every single that's, negative that's bit funny. I read was always what kind of cut me, and I'm like, oh, I'm not a video guy. <laughs> I know, right? I'm not. We hey, we have faces for radio. I know. Yeah, and, 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 like, and we we stick to that. It's a it's a <laughs> it, we we love we love those y'all, those of y'all that tune in. But it, anyway, it's just it just was kind of funny to me. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, shout, shouts out to the Reddit community, and uh, and again, those of you who are representing us well over there. Uh, yeah, man. Good show tonight. Yeah, man. I had fun. I, you know, I, I have been smoking Latakia more often. I, I still would not say I'm a, uh, I'm an English blend smoker. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's in my rotation, but at a very, uh, small percentage, but man, I, I have been enjoying it, uh, more, more frequently. And that's, uh, I don't know. It's been, it's been kind of fun. I've been rediscovering and revisiting some blends I haven't smoked in years. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe we've got more English blends uh, in the future. Well, admittedly, good chap, I do appear that I am very terribly sorry, but I fear that I should have worn a top hat and a monocle for this particular discussion. Of course, this particular tobacco, which I've been very, very sorry about, but is English, and, well, I, I feel like I failed you and failed the listeners alike. Let's go have a night. Let's go have a night! <laughs> <laughs> See you, brother. listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.